Welcome to Printer Games, a podcast about what's new and awesome in 3D printing for gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff and Jay Thacker, also known as Param, and I'm joined by Kristen Sowers, also known as Seventh Mastery. Oh, Kristen, I am glad for this week. This week, basically, I think my stress levels, mm-hmm. um, all the work and massive gigantic projects and globe trotting, mm-hmm. and a new edition of our game, and you it's know, some other things all at once just boiled over and it's not that i have less work to do but like a little bubble popped of my give a crap and so all the stress (laughs) has melted away that is not what i was expecting but i do understand this situation bubbling happy brook of depression Um, so um but that does mean that instead of stress i have allowed my mind to go back to fun things like planning 3d printing projects and painting up cool things just because i want them i I Um, had a similar but unrelated experience uh with um this weekend's dungeons and dragons games i i was all prepped up i got um the um eye monster minis we were talking about last week with um, with white wolf tavern i printed up a bunch of them was all getting ready to like panic paint them you know do a a little slap chop on them everything was going great right and the the person that i had planned the session around canceled oh no so um it was an opportunity instead to go back and look at old projects that i had already kind of got halfway there and Mm -hmm. be like okay where does this match one of the remaining characters and so i put together a whole night in um like an hour and 15 minutes, a whole adventure, uh, just about, um, a, a, a tournament, um, thing that was, it was totally tournament that arc tournament arc. I was going to say it was totally the anime tournament arc. Tournament <laughs> and, arc. and, uh, unfortunately probably could have been like three or four games, but the way that that is a pickup game that we run to fill when another game cancels anyway. So it was like a cancel of a cancel of a cancel. <laughs> No, but um, I mean, like, I I get it. There is a sort of like cathartic release that happens when plans get canceled and you realize that some of these stress and expectations fade away and you Mm -hmm. feel, I feel guilty about it sometimes, but sometimes I just need the dub. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I don't know that I'm going to say a, what did you say? Uh, bubbling gurgle of depression or something bubble, happy bubbling brook of depression okay for me i would say it was more of a puddle of just surrender you know where you just kind of like fall back and splatter into the the muddy rainwater. you're not worried about it anymore you're already dirty and wet who cares and you just go that's where i was at and james evening to you hello james it's good to see you uh, this is a good reminder that we record live in front of a YouTube audience. So if you are Tuesday, 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 YouTube, you can chat with us and ask us questions during the episodes. We record Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And it's on you to translate that into many other varieties of time. But I didn't derail you. So you got back into some printing projects. What you doing? What you doing? So I want I just basically was like, hey, I want to play some games. Um, we just mm-hmm. did all this work on third edition of OPR, and mm-hmm. while well, I've played a crap ton of OPR, as you can imagine, I've you... not got to play a lot of it just for funsies. It's yeah, as I was say, you got to play your demo armies, not demos. your personals. Right. right. So I was like, time to get these high elves out of the closet, and I get my undead out of the closet, uh, help my younger sibling get their orcs out of the cupboard, and mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's bash some minis together and, and just have some funs. And I got um, 
I ended up, so I basically built some fun lists and like, Hey, I want to do this, but then I'm like, I need some pieces. I need some pieces to these armies now, things that I don't have because the game has changed and my strategies have changed. And uh, also some miniatures fell off shelves into shattery tiny pieces. Yes. Yes. This is sadness. So they needed replacements. I need it. So like right now, my half list uh, army was basically made for Kings of War when yeah. I was real heavy in the Kings of War. Which was yeah. rank them up, right? Like the yeah, trades so, and stuff. And that game is a game that rewards just like fields of men, hundreds right, right, of right. infantry. And so like it's a ton and ton and ton of infantry. And I'm like, you know, infantry's fun. I love me some infantry. I'm but... going to replace some models that I have already painted with some newer models uh, from Last Sword since they've came out with much better models. But more importantly, it's time to paint some beasties. Mm. I want some big centerpiece fun things. And just like our printed big episodes, so I'm like, I want me a big old dragon. I love nice. me a big old dragon. When dragon is an option, dragon is the right option. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been like out there hunting like different STLs of high elves on dragons. And you would think that that would be a flooded market, mm -hmm. especially with the success of Total War. And Emric becoming a popular character again, the Dragon Prince Emric, who was like mm -hmm. the meme character for Total War, especially with Total War 3 has come out. And one of the playable characters is a female lady dragon that turns into a female lady person. Mm. And so the meme is Emric making his way all the way to Fantasy China to uh, romance said lady dragon. Uh, I see. Um you would think that there would be lots of options and there are many options, but not lots of options. Ironically, high, the, the wood elves have so many cool dragons. If you're playing wood elves yeah, right now, yeah. there's so many cool dragons. There's so many, well, especially if you like dragons. that old hammer vibe, there's a lot of throwback. What yeah. meanings for wood, wood, yeah. wood elves? Yeah. Last sword has one. La um, Titan forge has two different wood mm -hmm. elf dragons and here's infinite has one. And there's just so many fantastic. And if you like dragons that are also kind of like tree elementals, you can add in like another handful of um, quite a few. There's half the options of Lord of the Print. Um, <laughs> sure. There's some really cool forest dragons there that I love. Absolutely. Um, but for high elf dragons, I only found four options, uh, not four options. But, um, mm -hmm. I only found a handful of options. One is a very old hammer option from Ilhadil. And I have a lot of Ilhadil's models printed. Mm. But they're a bit more old hammer than I ended up going with this. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm slowly replacing my Ehildil models with like more modern. But I mean, I get it. I get it. it. It it looks dated, and you know, especially as an emissary of the hobby, you don't want to show up like unless you're trying for a retro look. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. The, the no no shame to Hilldale's models, but it is very much they look old hammer, and it's not like monstrous encounters where it's old hammer through the lens of how you remember old hammer looking, not how it actually looked. No, these Il Hildil is faithful. It looks like this came right out of 1992. In a blister pack. Dialogue. Yeah. 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 And, and good, and, and good go in Il Hildil. Great, great job at executing on exactly what you're going for and has a fantastic audience for that. But I kind of moved to more of the last sword Titan forge look where it's like, you know, more modern tree scale proportions, um, much more highly detailed. And Last Sword has four choices for High Elf's dragons because for some reason they made a hero mm -hmm. and then they made 
a unit of three. I don't know what you use that for in any game going, but my games man, they look awesome when they're ranked up together. I mean, my games I, I have like literally multiple dragon riders in the same party sometimes. So. Yeah, I could I could literally make a, an entire uh, OPR tournament list that would be just those three. Those dragons. three, right? Because right. when you stat them out, they're like four hundred and fifty points mm-hmm. uh, each. And then you just throw three of them on the table, and then you're done. And you're done. Okay, yeah. that's it. Upgrade one of them to spellcaster. Yeah, one to spellcaster. One you make a coast guard so that it can give the other two plus two defense rolls, and then one you make a um, a, a standard bearer so that it gives all of them attack damage, and then you just kill everything on the table. Um, which is honestly. Hmm. I mean, honestly, that just sounds like my version of Tyranids when I used to just field really big like Carnifexes and stuff and just have like my two, you know, my 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 three real minis and then like uh, 20 gene stealers that cost like like a point. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I used to run my Tyranids. Gamic has one that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And it's kind of on the conservative side, but very nicely detailed, very well posed. Kind of love it. I, it was probably going to win until mm-hmm. I saw the last sword models. And then Titan Forge from downtown made a pair of dragons for high elves. That just mm. looks absolutely glorious. Wait, Titan Forge? I thought you said Titan Forge only had wood elves. No, uh, I they made two different wood elf dragons. Ah, okay. Completely okay. different styles of wood elf dragons. Gotcha. But then, um, like I said, then Titan Forge... Uh, which is teamed up with um, the Ninth Age of all things. Really cool uh, that they teamed up with uh, Ninth Age is this indie game, kind of uh, reimagining uh, basically a continuation of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, which ended mm-hmm. in Eighth Edition, yeah. And then they killed it, and so yeah. the, a group of fans got together to make the Ninth Age, which continues the game with the copyright written off and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's fairly big in Europe actually it's not so big in the States uh, and it's very faithful like if you want a very faithful game to Old Hammer mm-hmm. uh, that's the game to play right now I think I do uh, like this dragon you're showing off and so they made this set of Highborn Elves which is the name for High Elves in the Ninth Age uh, they're, I think they're officially partnered they even use the logos and everything um, and then they have the freaking dragon in the center and it's available as two different dragons, a lunar dragon and a solar dragon. Um, I mean, so it like, is fantastic, but there's only one mini I can really see there because I keep feeling my saving throw, which is the mini you keep seeing there. Is it the, the horrible eye beast? Of course it is. Yeah. yeah so this set also came. So what Titan Forge does is they're really cool. They have, um, for those of you not familiar, they release a war game section and then an RPG section, and you get both for the same. You get both, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And either one of them could honestly carry the ten dollars subscription by itself. Absolutely, easy. absolutely. Um, and just, often they will just look at the that good together boy. so that the RPG section can serve as hero units for the war game section if you want to. Like this one came with like a, a, a high elf wizard, a female high elf wizard that could totally go in with the rest of the, the uh, army. Elves. Yeah. 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 And then, like, just like the coolest little female cobalt bard, just rocking a get fiddle. Yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. But I, of course, I'm just looking at 
at my, my little boy. I could not little... tell you how many people work at uh, Titan Forge, Blasted Samuflage. I would imagine. Actually, I can't say because I actually know the answer and I'm not supposed to say. So, I okay. can't say. I can't well, I mean, the other thing to consider with all mm -hmm. gaming companies, and this is many companies and this mm -hmm. is this is RPG companies. Mm -hmm. There are business people who are who are part of the company and then there are freelancers and that creates a highly volatile and variable roster. You can have companies that are just three core business people, one core business person. Uh, we know tons of the many companies that are on, on my mini factory are just a single person. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who, uh, you know, have dozens of people and there are people who have dozens of freelancers and, and really even some of these companies change from month to month, like what they are. So I don't know that we could give an answer that would actually be accurate anyway. If you go back to the interview you, we did with Titan Forge uh, last year, mm -hmm. uh, you will find that the answer they gave at the time was many, mm -hmm. oh. many people. Um, yes, I do recall that there was a, a decent amount yeah. of folks. So a bunch of people. Um, but what I like about this one is the dragon is available with multiple options to build it. So like it can be built as a solar dragon or a lunar dragon. They look mm -hmm. very different. So if I had two of them on the table, they would look very different. It's available with and without saddle. It yep. has a rider that is not pre permanently bound to that saddle. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, also they have a not techless model that comes with this set that is available. So I if can't. I wanted to recreate the techless pose that of the actual official techless model, I could put this dragon and then I could take that cape and glue it to the edge of the wing so that he's just literally hovering next to the dragon and it would look absolutely badass. And I'm kind of thinking I might want to do that. The downside to this particular dragon mm -hmm. is it's a monster. It is a humongous beastie. I'm hearing feature, not bug. I do not, not know where to store it. If I were to print it, it would have to have permanent shelf presence, and it would probably deserve it. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, like, if you can print it and you, you want it, then mm -hmm. this is, you know, not, not as big a, an issue to me. But I also understand that that's, there's some reality behind the situation. Mm-hmm. I would have, to, I would basically behind me, you might see like a big old st dragon statue. It would have to replace that dragon statue and become the new dragon statue. It would also be a, a, a way that my airbrush got to work out because, oh boy, is this a mini that's just begging for an airbrush. And um, speaking of which, there's a fantastic Goober Town video that I think a lot of miniature painters should look at called Maybe You Need an Airbrush because the, um, like the meta in the uh the space of painting tutorials is always to say every time they use an airbrush they have to go and you don't need an airbrush because for a long time basically anytime a, a painter used an airbrush in a video you would just get like hundreds of comments of people were like i saw the airbrush and i stopped watching because who can afford an airbrush or why would right. oh, i don't want an airbrush and so the, the the meme was you don't need an airbrush would be like the third line of every tutorial video the second they touched one to do like their priming or to put the zenith out. Right. Goober Town did a really great video that I recommend everybody watching called Maybe You Need an Airbrush because it like talks about like they're not as expensive as you think they are and they can do incredible work. And while you can do all sorts of things with a brush, everything you do with an airbrush, you can do with a brush given enough time. Mm -hmm. um, those are orders of magnitude larger amounts of time. 
Yeah, I would say if you're not like, okay, I will I will defend the old school less less interested in airbrush on small minis. Mm-hmm. I would say on small minis, especially if you're slap chopping table ready, you can compete with an airbrush. But as soon as you get onto a big mini, I would say at large you start to get questionable. At huge, you're definitely in airbrush territory, or really creative um, rattle can priming shenanigans. And, and you'll never get the same results you get with your airbrush uh, on a big, big mini um, in the same time. I crack my airbrush out um, for a few reasons. One is if I'm prepping and I want like a really crisp, glorious zenithal, I'll crack it out to do the zenithal highlighting. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I am like doing a ton of models that are going to be monochrome. Like or sure. have like like Space Marines kind of painting, or like a uniform that's like going to be majorly one color, or if I'm going to put out a ton of primarily metallic models, like suits yep. of armor, like the Stormcast Eternals that I, I painted for my younger sibling, I pulled the airbrush out to put uh, paint to basically the base coat, the prime you know primer, then silver. All those models are very silver and mm-hmm. highlighted with the airbrush because that's just the best way to do that particular thing. Yeah. But for most infantry, they don't get an airbrush ever, ever, ever. Even even though I have one here, super convenient. Anytime I can want it, I can just snap it out and clean it in two seconds. It's not even a problem. Like I only crack it out for certain things. But the second I touch a big old critter like this, airbrush coming out. Or often, you know what gets the most use? When I'm painting terrain, terrain. Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, I, I've done it. I've done super it for sure. useful for the airbrush for like when I'm doing, but just because it's just so much easier to get like humongous uh, patches of transition colors out. Super, super uh, easy with an airbrush. Um, One of the things I do love for terrain work with airbrushes mm-hmm. is uh, when you're doing like a like aging effects or creeping up mold on corner pieces and stuff that that is perfect. You know, you get that little teeny, you know, um, just very subtle creep and you can control it. Um, I just barely got a, a hand trigger one that I've been playing with and I'm much happier with it. I, I don't know what it is about the little top trigger. Mm-hmm. It is ar- arcane and mm-hmm. it strikes me as like, Oh, so you're a pistol grip fan. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like the pistol grip way better. Don Juan Don has said, I'm actually airbrushing terrain right now while listening. Hey, there you go. I'm not, uh, yeah. And like, I don't do a lot of time. Like the other, the one other time I used an airbrush a lot was, uh, towards the end of the zombies. Mm-hmm. Like doing, you got really good at that. Yeah. So 90% of that undead army, all of that was done with dry brushing, but you did the underglows with the, no, with dry brushing. Oh, okay. I thought you did most of it. But towards the end, about about zombie 37 out of 50, I was like, (laughs) let's see if the airbrush can speed this up. Yeah. And the answer is not really. With minis, they're small. Because you have to be controlled. I agree that it's not super, not not a ton more. What ended up happening is the airbrush put the glow on it really good. But then I had to come back and wash it Mm. because the airbrush, but because the dry brush, version left the shadows dark 
Gotcha. But the airbrush and was so just the kind airbrush of just and doing pounces it. And so I had to come back in yep. with uh, null oil just to get my, my, cre- my crevices back. And either one of those two things, I think honestly, the airbrush version is probably the easier of the two, mm-hmm. but it didn't save me any time. And I was trying yeah. to save time on those dang zombies because, oh my God, so many zombies. I will say I had pretty good results with airbrushing my, um, I can't believe it's not night gaunts, um, mm-hmm. army. That was both, both with rattle can and airbrushing just super fast. Um, but the other thing I would use it for, and specifically what you're doing is on dragon wings, the wing gradients airbrushes just are so sweet. And of course I couldn't get me a cool new dragon mm-hmm. without younger sibling. Getting there. That's cool a good dragon. brother. Getting getting and look at that chunky boy. Yeah. Ironically, went back to Titan Forge because uh honestly, I just remembered they did this model and it's just so awesome. Can you uh, zoom in on his head a little bit? He, he, he looks mm-hmm. like kind of happy. Like like he's he's not just scary and big and massive for those of mm-hmm. you listening. He also looks like I'm here to mess stuff up and I'm so excited. <laughs> So they've got this really big orc army that is huge. It's like, because uh, it, it got printed twice. Uh, yeah. and, and it was additive. And most of it was Artisan Guild. And then, um, I rem- and so they need a big old Wervin for the general to ride. Um, and I remembered this model from Titan Forge from their Badlands orc set. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is humongously massive and chonky and lovely and very happy big old dragon it's it's not quite how do you say the name of the chunk dragon from um uh thimbershod yeah yeah, thimbershod i think i don't know not quite thimbershod but it is pleasantly beefy i have heard another pronunciation we will not we will not use on air (laughs) um and i'm printing it right now on my saturn Mm mm-hmm and I love my little Saturn. You know I love my Saturn. Yes. It all you're, fit you're on one not build so plate. little Saturn. Go on. It all fit on one build plate. And it yep. will be done in seven hours. And this thing's wings are humongously tall on that. It's 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 like it's gonna be like twenty six, no, twenty seven hundred layers to print. Yeah. And it's going to be done with that in seven hours. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love you, little Saturn. You were such a lovely printer. I'm so glad I did the upgrade. It's 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 on the dockets for next year, but it's I got a while to till I do that. Um, speaking of which, I was actually I went through a big purge. I think I told you this. Yeah, you told me purged. Yeah, like over. And by that I mean all your family is safe. Yes, my, my family is safe. I, I did a Patreon tribes winnow down uh, and over half of the subs I had that weren't annuals because I don't, I'm not counting annuals. To me, that's a, hey, I have a little extra this month. I'm going to buy an annual and just have that kind of like floating there like the Death Star and just giving me awesome blasts every so often. But, um, you know, I'd unsub from Titanforge actually. I felt bad. But then, of course, uh, one of the things I've been focusing on a lot right now is um, the connection between D&D lore and MTG lore. And there's some mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff. And if you if you haven't heard me blab about it, Ixalan is actually Mistara. And there's this whole like, you know, they're pulling it back in the hollow world of Ixalan is also the hollow world from the hollow world box set way back. Um, super revised, but like still very a cool reveal. And um 
of course, now they're doing Pirate Ogres, which was a thing in Ixalan. And uh, now, now I'm going to just have to resub back up because they have Pirate Ogres. And they're on Hippos. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that set. And I hate to say, like, I have had uh, twice now, I've planned out doing an Ogre army. Mm -hmm. And I just never found the Ogres I love to make that army whole. I found some ogres I love, but there's not enough of them to make the whole army. Right. And then I found ogres I don't love that would make the whole army. But, but those Titanforge pirate ogres and those hippos sure do look great. They do. They do. And, you know, where else can you get that nice, you know, mashup of dino riders and pirate pirate? ogres i mean it's gonna be it's gonna work for me and i do agree with you blasted samoth lange I, I there are certainly elements in those worlds that i would i would prefer didn't exist mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds great <laughs> and also that if to go with those pirate ogres mm -hmm. if you want a cool hero model that will match well with them uh, mm -hmm. artisan guild one of their early early models is a pirate ogre with a big old cannon riding a crab. Ooh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that would go well with those and be a great accent. And I bet it's one you already have. Probably, probably. I, Although they don't, that mm. might might have been like right after, right before. Like I might have started right after that. Mm -hmm. But I'm this, not sure. This is kind of where I'm going to say something I don't like saying because mm -hmm. I want to encourage your pair down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go on. I. When I was going through this exploration of trying to find cool models to print to do these projects, mm -hmm. I kind of loved the pile of shame or the digital drive of opportunity. You mean all your backlist you just have hovering there, you mean? Because I opened it up and I'm like, well, what will make my decision easier is if I already own it, it, it goes higher up on the priority list. Sure, sure. And so the massive library of models that didn't get printed suddenly became this gigantic asset of, oh, I had this orc dragon. Oh, I had these five different high elf dragons. Oh, look at this lion dude. He yeah. would be such a cool piece to paint for no freaking reason whatsoever, other than he's a cool lion dude. That was me. I was looking. I was looking back at you know the stuff. I was trying to find the files for the the eye files, mm -hmm. the eye monsters that I wanted for my game, mm -hmm. and I saw that I also have the creature caster release from last month. And I don't know if you remember or if you saw what it was, but it is lust demons that are some of the coolest lust demon sculpts i have I ever seen, seen. you have to share these with me and let me see them oh and i had this like whole moment where i was just about like suddenly making uh additions to my old um chaos opr list uh mm -hmm. demon demon whatever but the, oh. there were less demon models they're just so gorgeous mm -hmm. so amazing and then of course that made me start opening some kickstarter stuff that i had backed. Mm -hmm. and it just yeah so much stuff I mean, having having the now, I don't recommend just willfully subscribing to everything just cause and don't let FOMO rule you. Yes, because it will rule you if you let it. And and I fight even this if you, every month. Even if you follow my guideline, my God, I, I I stick by my recommendation and guideline. If you will print two models from this set, it's worth the ten dollars. And will print here. You have to use that will print because right. if you would want to print, then you still just go right back with that roll. 
Yeah. If you will use two models out of this set, it was worth the effort. And then yeah. everything else is a bonus. Right. Using that mantra uh, and only keeping 10 subscriptions going, um, I was able to build up. Because I, I kept myself at 10. Like for the past, I'll, <laughs> for the entire time of this podcast, I tried to keep myself at 10. Um subscriptions and it still resulted in literal thousands of SDLs oh, yes. to just dig through of all sorts of fun varieties tens of thousands mm-hmm. for me oh i can't even i don't even know where you'd keep them like do you have like in your closet is there just like a tron-esque raid array that just keeps all your mini files um there is there, there is a uh i think it's a five four or five terabyte drive that's just for mini files. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the stuff that I'm, for whatever reason, for sure worried that it could go away, which, you know, paranoia could be anything. But um, it kind of is, is leading me into our news, to- a couple of our news topics with that paranoia, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like as a last word on it, honestly, how I search, mm-hmm. I-, I go to my mini factory and search and like, do I, do I already own this? <laughs> I do the exact same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's easier, especially now that most companies forward your files. I still have a couple out there where it's like, you know, uh, and some people do it better than others. I, I, I really don't have any problem with the way um, Here's Infinite manages their website. Mm-hmm. And I do usually download those just in case because it is kind of an island. But yeah. their, their organization and setup is really nice. But uh, there are a couple people, and I won't. I don't want to like bag on people, so I'm not going to call out names. But a couple people where I go to their site, and I'm just like, just please let me forward this to my manufacturing because I hate your site so much. Anyway, there are three that I sub to that do not use my manufacturer. Okay, that I'm using their websites for instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, here is infinite. Mm-hmm. You can use my mini factory, but you don't get all the models. Correct. You always do a bonus pose for each unit, and at each level them. for each unit. Yeah, if you're if you're using their site, you get you get substantially more to overlord for sure. Yeah. Um, Last sword because they have their own website that is very well put together, very nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't like their website? I do not. Hate uh, it. Hate it. Uh, so and it, maybe it's just been bad experiences, uh, particularly one of the Kickstarter redemptions that I had was. Oof. Anyway, go uh, ahead. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bag anything. They're they're then, they're good quality product. So a new one to add to the list mm-hmm. is one gold piece has recently announced that they are stopping distribution through my mini factory. Ooh. Um, the main I can kind of understand there because it's one gold piece. Mm-hmm. It's literally a dollar. For everybody, so they don't this moves into one of my things for our our not news topic, our other our other topic. But and I can kind of forgive them on this one because I can I I intimately know how much of a pain in the butt it is. Yeah, just for one to put things on digital storefronts. Right. Oh, me too. But yeah, more, yeah. more from you know uh, a, a PDF perspective for mine. Yeah. So. Nowhere near the complexity you're doing. I make that. a monthly round through drive through mm-hmm. only games, and mm-hmm. my mini factory. Yep. It is not a fun experience to do these works, even yep. when these websites are trying their best and not to malign any websites. So I can understand not wanting to do that work, especially if it's not making you a ton of money, and mm-hmm. this is meant to be 
with one gold piece, it's literally just Westphalia's artist wanting to just have an outlet for fun projects that aren't and just enough money to justify doing them. It's not meant to be a, a um, it's not meant to be. A, it's meant to be a supplemental income, not yeah, a yeah. primary income. Yeah, yeah. It's not meant to be, make a fortune. Right. Um, right. Um, blasted Samiflange is also preempting <laughs> my conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a different topic that uh, I'm looking forward to. In, in this case, uh, in this case, I I can understand it, but it does mean that I have to go back to the dark days of getting stuff off the Patreon and making Ugh. sure I do it every month. Ugh, and I will no. do it for one gold piece because they have been so good to me over the years, but I really don't want to ever go back. There's a handful of people I would do it for, and fortunately, almost all of them, because I used to do it for Cobra Mode mm-hmm. back in the day, and now Cobra Mode's got their, their stuff all integrated, and it's not a problem anymore. Which, oddly enough, I then resubscribed to their annual again as soon as they did that. So. I don't know where I was going with this conversation before this because it's got... You said you were going to talk about a news item. And I think we should do a news item because we're halfway through and we're not to our oh, news yet. news time. And we haven't even got to the main topic yet. Right. So news time. News time. News time. Um, we'll start with the bad news. Bad news. A lot of creators on cults. Don't exist anymore. Oh, G Dubs has come out with the ban hammer. Uh, it's taken away the creator, uh, who I actually don't even know their real name because they were only referenced in a recent video as quote unquote the creator, and they did really awesome Tyranid alt sculpts. I hope I downloaded all those because I did get some of those, I and they're gone now. Oh, no, GW Newt Cannon. And the uh, and then several other creators have also been nuked. They, uh, to be fair, I'll be straight up honest with you. A lot of these creators were do, a lot of the stuff that got taken down was extremely on the nose. Oh, I will say the stuff saying. I downloaded, both for the mm-hmm. Tyranid and my Nurgle army, mm-hmm. looked like it was straight out of a GW box. Like it was, it was so good, but meaning. Too good, probably, mm. for their lawyers. And it's not like Titan Forge or um, um, uh, the other one I love so much, Puppets War, where they are as good as GW, right? Original sculpts with right. completely original like art. I, I would put Gamic in that as well. Gamic, yeah, 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 yeah. Gamic. It's um. Boy, that's a one-to-one match that I couldn't yeah. tell which one was which. Right, right. Like that looks like a different pose yeah. <laughs> of the official sculpt. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to like I said, what you choose to do with fan art, I, I still strongly think that fan art is fan art, as mm-hmm. long as it's not being monetized. Um but GW lawyers seem to think a completely different thing. And this is another time to remind you that I'm not a lawyer. More importantly, mm-hmm. I'm not your lawyer. Nor am These I. These are just opinions of an internet talking head. Yep. Mm-hmm. We like the hobby, and we like things getting made. And we will use those things when they're accessible. But mm-hmm. they might not always be successful, accessible if you're, uh, if you're dancing on the third rail, so to speak. So this just might be a time to remind everybody that the anything the cloud is just another name for somebody else's computer and mm-hmm. if it's not your computer it can go away yep 
And if it's your computer, you should back up responsibly. I was to say, for the anti-FOMO message we had earlier, this is a time that FOMO is very appropriate if you want to keep those files. I'm just saying responsibly back up your data. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to more fun news. Yes, fun news. or Fun or, news. Yeah, news. It's been a week. Uh, that so, means LEDU has new printer. New printer. And this one's a big deal. It is, really, it is really a big deal. <laughs> Elegu announced a new printer. Not the one I was expecting. Not anything I was expecting ever. The Orange Storm Giga. Completely new naming convention. Yes. Gigantic in size as they show a person, person that can easily it. sit inside of it. It's funny because we were talking about making these like with kits and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was I mean, thinking about like following some of the YouTube tutorials and building one myself out of like angle brackets and stepper motors but elgu's done that for us we do not know a ton about this printer we just have a picture of it with just the size measurements of 800 by 800 by 1000 millimeters i was laughing because of course to me i look at that and think big piles of nightmare uh filament mess uh, apparently, Param's thinking furniture. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it was like what you could do with a printer this size is just craziness. Like, if you do cosplay, this is your dream printer. Oh yeah, that is uh, this is press plate in a single assuming job. Assuming that it is reliable and feature rich and as good as the other printers they've made, it's a Core XY printer, so mm-hmm. that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's that's one of the bane of a lot of those printed pieces is their the structural integrity and so, so being able to drop your whole breastplate or central armor piece in one go, mm-hmm. that's going to be very appealing to a lot of people. As far as any sort of gaming terrain, like uh, you told me when you first saw it, this is going to be a glorious printer. Um, you can do an entire, honestly, an entire game table's worth of terrain mm. in one go. You um, could print an entire game table. <laughs> and that was what I was thinking. is like, I could custom build a table to play on with this thing. And, oh boy, would I have so much fun with that. Like, honestly, if I had this printer, I would, it would be irresponsible the cool crap I would make with it. I, I, would, I would disappear down a rabbit hole. Um, and also, my pocketbook would scream at me because of the amount of filament I would be buying. Yeah, that's a lot of filament. Like, I... There, Elgu has announced that they're starting to release five kilogram drums of filament instead of the usual one kilogram drum, and it's easy to see why someone might want. And that you still now. need to change it three times during the print job. I know, right? You could print like you could literally print a, a chair to sit in in this thing. Um, yeah, I just I like- really want it. I just really want. I have no idea where I'd put it because. Obviously, a 3D printer that is capable of printing that much space, and it's an enclosed printer, like uh, it's an enclosed frame. It doesn't, um, so it's not a bed slinger. It's it's a full frame, kind of like the X1C or some other printers you've seen like this. And you kind of need that when you're slinging this much weight around. Oh yeah, with with the vibration and stuff, I'm sure it would be a nightmare if it was trying to. But you can think about it like. Um, the entire tavern that you're adventuring in could be printed in one go. Yeah. Yeah. All three floors 
It would make it <laughs> much more appealing to me to bust out. Um, Cause I, I had a sub for about two years to um, gosh, what was it? The, the, is it Tablesmith? Trainsmith? I don't know. It was, it was like a big uh, building builder set and you got all sorts of modular pieces that you could then just automatically create STLs with. And it was very easy to make STLs that were straining even my big, you know, mega X. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then of course you ran into the problem with that one with the bed slinging stuff and, and, and the, the head moving around too much and I would get failures and um, this would be the way to print that stuff. Forget playing kill team at 172 <laughs> scale. You could play kill team one, one scale. <laughs> nice. Uh Alex, uh, seconds your dragon. Dragon is the right answer if dragon is possible. Um, and it apparently has started running Kingmaker. Ooh. Are you I running the new book? Uh, let me know what you think when you get to my part. <laughs> Isn't that weird, too? I was like, it's oh, so it's like when someone runs Mistress in the Maze, I'm like, oh, did you like it? And people are always <laughs> like, Mr. Chitters, and they have like trauma on their face. Anymore. Oh. I'm not going to say anything else about it in case you haven't played it or want to play it ever. But yeah. Oh gosh. Like, so honestly, just like, we don't know much of the details about this, what kind of software is involved in it, like how fast it's going to print or anything like that. We don't even know the price and I'm imagining the price is going to be a zero more than I want to pay for anything. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. It is but, cool though, because if this is if this is you know Elegu and and face facing our market already, just imagine five ten years from now what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I can't. I, it's going to be so cool. What do you think about them giving up the planted nomenclature? Um, I mean, unless they're going to go to like cosmological scale, like you know, mm -hmm. the galaxy, <laughs> the black hole, like where where, where are we going to go, right? I mean, they could have gone with Although, like, this printer could be, you know, soul. Or, you know, you know, given the amount of um, material it's going to suck in, you could have just called it singularity. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Any other fun news? Um, I mean, uh, there's... There's some Kickstarters out there, but I think we've talked about most ones I've been excited about already. The the rum the rum one the 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 pirate one was cool, but um I think we should get into the other one because we we don't have a lot of time. Oh gosh, yeah, we are running low on time. We haven't even touched on the topic. Um, boy, do we want to just save the topic for next week? Maybe what day it next Maybe. week is? Oh, uh, is it the day? It's the day. It's the day, but then people aren't going to be able to print it. But okay. This is true. I don't know. Uh, Alex, I can't answer that question. your <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend. So, okay, let's, let's speed run this. It's spooky season. We've got 20 minutes left of podcast. Yep. We're going to talk about our favorite spooky prints that are available. Um, do you mind if I go first? No, not at all. And uh, mine, mine has a slight proviso. Assume that I'm skipping some tentacles because I always talk about tentacles and demons and horror monsters. So I'm going to be talking about some weird stuff. And this is true because I there are a lot of people that, it, that have taken advantage of it's spooky season. It's time to do our vampires or our undead or whatever. And so I didn't I picked things that were very spooky specific. 
Yes, specific is a great word. Our specifically spooky lists. Yes. I think like that's good. I'm going to start with a fun one. Also, okay. my list leans on the cute side. That's okay. Uh, and that is going to be. Oh, he's adorable. Void ghost from our friends over at Denon of Imagination. They're very creepy, ghosty monsters uh, in very cute costumes, but very sinister. So this like straddles that line between silly and amazing. Yeah, yeah. And this is something I'm just going to throw out there, by the way, for all of the Patreon stuff and tribe stuff this month, check their bonus offerings. There's a lot of fantastic little Halloween add-ons like this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be talking about one of them with one of mine where like, you won't even know it's there because it's just from like a Patreon only post or something. So like mm -hmm. sniff around, you might be surprised at the little kind of cute or scary little values and the, the horror mouth dropping out from underneath the cute sh uh, sheet. There is, is kind of upsetting. Yep. So I like it. Then speaking of a spooky specific Patreon add-on, mm -hmm. I really want to call out Cast and Play for going above and beyond uh, this time mm -hmm. with that... their Headless Horseman or Headless Knight. Ooh, that's pretty it's good. It's just like Cast and Play always goes so extra with their posing and their details and their bases. And it's very animated. It's very Disney if yep. Disney was wicked and cruel. Um, and they just did it again like this is a lot of different people are doing their take on the headless horseman this year um and right now i just think cast and play killed it they just this is the best dolahan boss that you could go up against so it's like both spooky season appropriate mm -hmm. very specifically spooky season mm -hmm. and then also very useful for the game table like if oh. like how many dolahan miniatures do you have i only have four uh, i think mm, i'm printed i have like two or well, I have some pre-paints and then probably one or two printed. And I probably have, I don't know, 10 files. Okay. Unfair <laughs> for me to ask you that question. But most people don't have a lot of dual hands. True. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. I want, next one I want to call out is uh, um, Heroes and Beasts this month. Their release ooh, on okay. their tribes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You don't normally talk about them very much. Classic Universal Monsters. Uh-oh. And I love can Classic Universe. Can you zoom in a little bit? Because I'm not quite seeing it. Okay. So we've got like, these are like movie monsters. Yeah. Like, so you've got Vampira, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Martian. And very, very much like in that old school style. It's cool. Claude like that. Rains is over here. You got Bride of Frankenstein, The Ooh. Tingler. I mean, I didn't think anybody would reach for the Tingler here. Uh, they're available as uh, statue scale, miniature play scale, and busts. So even if you just want some spooky decorations for spooky season, this is a great way to do it. And like, just the classic Universal Monsters don't get a lot of love these days, especially in the 3D print realm. Mm -hmm. And they just did a very good job of providing them in a lot of different formats. So I was like, yay! Nice. I'm calling one out from last year. Oh, okay. Because I think it's so cool that it belong that it would be a useful thing to has. Okay. Let's see it. It is from Mini Monster Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, you I, know I, I, I stand them already. So mm -hmm. it's their candy bucket. 
<laughs> they're horrifically all KC uh, open mall body horror monstrosity candy bucket. I'm just gonna say that whole set. There's a whole set of those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's adorable slash creepy. And you get the bucket, and you also get a gameplay version of it with yep. this kit. So it's it's wonderful and horrific and traumatizing. And I uh, just hope uh, you like it. I'm also going to give a shout out. This is just a shout out to because we we already kind of talked about it. Uh, Dragon Trappers Lodge for their yeah. Their, this is like if you want spooky minis, this is they are the place to be right now. It is a pile. Speaking yeah. of which, someone did solve their scavenger hunt already. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that this morning. Uh, that was great. I was worried that it wasn't going to happen because well, honestly, because the first the first couple clues, I was like, I had no idea. I was like, uh, that's something to do with a cave, is what as far as I got. But yeah. And the reason I'm shouting them out, we talked to them last episode, so you can listen, not last, two episodes ago, so you can go back and listen to that. But basically, they're if you sub this month, you get all of their past Halloween sets and their new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like a lot of Halloween spookiness for a very little amount of money. So just like they just got the value. Plus, also, they're really good pieces. Yeah. And uh, this month's version has the Scooby gang and yep. the Adams family. Just, I think it just has Gomez. I don't think it has the rest yet. Does I thought it? Morticia was hanging out of here. Oh, maybe. Somewhere. I do. I also just would say, um, again, totally worth it just for the dragons mm-hmm. or um, the mimic knights. You would pay those that much for it, and you're getting all that extra stuff. So it's absurd. And a shout out also to our Goon Master, mm. who has Lumpkins. If you want some gourd leshies or just some very cute pumpkins, I think they did. There's a lot of people doing very cute pumpkin figures right now. Pumpkin people and gourd leshies. I just think Goon Masters did the best ones. So that's why they're on my list. And I have one other Halloween thing to shout out to, which is a project that I was up to this weekend. Mm. Flexing my 3D printing muscles with a friend who was flexing their 3D printing and engineering muscles. Mm. Uh, we got together. Uh, he, uh, my friend Chris, he's part of our gaming group, had wanted to print a jack o' lantern that he was going to put a Raspberry Pi and a motion sensor into so that when it, you passed in front of it, it would do various things that you can do when you put a computer inside a pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> As so you do. Got, um, and so he needed some help doing some custom, like he, he got a, a pumpkin file uh, off the Thingiverse. And scaled it up and hollowed it out and like installed the mounts, mounting points for all the hardware, like pre-installed in the sculpting phase. Mm-hmm. And then I got in there with my sculpt, like uh, got my artistic flex out uh, and started like carving out the face and the eyes and smoothing everything out and making it all look really polished. Mm-hmm. And then he printed it on his Neptune. And we met up with his house for the weekend and I helped him paint it. Uh, showed him how to do like different painting techniques and masking things off and using spray paint and then hobby paint and all that jazz and we put it all together and then he put all the engineering guts into it and uh it turned out fairly nice cool he's going to enter it into a pumpkin carving contest i think that's kind of cheating wow that's interesting (laughs) and uh it's kind of pretty cool as a matter of fact it was yeah. nice yeah. yeah that's cool i like it so it was it's not gaming related but it was really fun to like 
flex that aspect of 3D printing. Oh, whatever. It could totally be like the mayor of Halloween Town's house and just put a it's, like, it's like a foot big. Yeah, uh, you just put like little... sections and he mm-hmm. used ma- embedded magnets so that it just like attaches itself together. See, even better. Now it's modular. You could totally like <laughs> you could just put a pumpkin facade on the, the great fortress of, of Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. So what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Um, I'm kind of in a similar vein. I, I really tried to pull up some stuff that I thought was unusual. Um, for instance, I'm not a big bus person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but Mia K did a Kickstarter. Um, and uh, it is steampunk themed, but it's also got a very strong mad scientist vibe. And it has a Warforged gunslinger model in it that is possibly the coolest like take on a warforged like mm-hmm. in the steampunk like it's such a specific mini that i was just like this right there like i would actually consider printing the bust and painting it um uh he's uh he, you know uh, very uh, articulated very much got a little tiny um day of the dead energy he's right there on the left of that image um big old like crazy hat and uh you know he he's just like so specifically the energy and and you could totally use it for like a villain like a cool creepy warforged villain although i have a feeling that's going to mostly end up pc characters mm-hmm. minis um and this this also has a whole bunch of steampunk mad scientist stuff so if you're doing a mad scientist halloween one shot this little uh kickstarter is probably something you might want to look at at um i know this one is going to probably be a next year project because it's a kickstarter but it was unusual enough that it jumped out at me enough like it's got like you know the mad scientist with a big tank on his back and steampunk wing guy and giant mecha horses and that fox that fox mm-hmm. is so cool Robo fox is cool and it has the goodest boy multiple pose steampunk tech dog if you have a steel defender artificer for instance he protect he attack <laughs> he's super duper cute but again mostly just sold for that one bust to me like i was like that is so neat um and just just a good flavorful little offering that i don't think a lot of people would have seen because it's not like main lane for me but her stuff's really fun so that was my first one mm-hmm. um second one is is uh very much a typical me stand but it is very unusual offering battle yaks um stuff this month the twilight calliope um i like calliope twilight calliope i think i sent you the link there um it is a uh collection of like weird uh carnival clown monster things i i don't i don't even know how to describe them they they're like jester clowns like imagine as uh, it zon the two from final fantasy 9 zon and then I forget the other one's name, but they're like two little creepy gestures. But like, not only are they these little like, you know, twisted, um, dark, uh, tasseled gesture clown creatures, but their weapons themselves are also creatures when you look at them close up. And it was such an unusual touch on on the the minis um, that their like swords and their um, knives all have like teeth of their own. And like, the, it's the details where it gets creepy and it's very much not my normal jam, but it feel felt very on brand for like a cool Halloween set. Yeah, I, mean, I love battle yak stuff. They always do like really flavorful options. So yeah. And also if you are on a Necron, uh, uh, proxy player, 
next month um he's updating his uh null set which is his necrons there it is okay yeah like like look at that centerpiece too just just zoom in on that boy that the the ringmaster thing or whatever it is it's and, already like nightmare fuel my dude I, I, I <laughs> he has he is a big giant gummy toothy mouth full of little things with little things crawling out of it like it's just yeah this this is like a tim burton yes circus. like tim burton circus and and then the little weapons themselves as you zoom in have like little teeth and stuff in the weapons the jesters have axes that have mouths on them yes <laughs> and it just it was such an unusual set especially because um uh Baudiac's been doing much more i don't want to say like uh proxyable releases but it kind of felt like the last couple have been more in that you know line of like oh i'm gonna use this for this or this will be really good for a DD, whatever this to me felt just so its own thing and there's enough minis and it's a it's a modular kit again um where you could you could build a whole army of these twilight Calab calliope jester clown monster things and creep people out for forever <laughs> um let's see popping off from there um I had not seen this creator. This is, um, and this is what I was talking about earlier with the single mini release. This is not a $1 um, tribe, but a, I think it's like a three or $4 Novak Dawn. Um, single, the link? Uh, it's, yeah, it's the third one in the list there. Um, uh, the first three are kind of all grouped together. It looks like it's all just me a case Kickstarter, but it's the third link in the list. Anyway, um, it is, this month's release is, uh like the see he's lord Dr dracomir or drahomir um big huge skeleton guy uh super creepy me yeah there you go mm -hmm. big dude it has a bust size as well um and this is just a single mini every month that's the whole thing i kind of i found this a little too late it has one of the coolest necromancers from two months ago she's such a, an awesome mini you should go look at her but um this this is where i think it's interesting like you were kind of saying the one dollar you know patreon tribe thing and I, I think it's probably something i have to dive into on another show because of our time constraints today but like um to me this is sort of thing like if this is the quality and and the thing i'm getting this is like a hero character for an undead army every month basically right mm -hmm. uh and i think it's worth it but at the same time i have been seeing this new trend especially on patreon mm -hmm. when you cancel your sub and they put you in a free mode yeah and that duh, ugh, okay I can't imagine that's great for creators and it's super annoying to me, but again, we're going to have to talk about it later. But, um, but at the same time, there's that FOMO moment where you don't really want to lose visibility. Right. So you don't, and I'm sure that's creating all sorts of, uh, we actually had a creator a couple months ago say, saying that it looked like they had like way more people now than they do. And they, mm -hmm. they were kind of mad about it. So anyway, um, last couple, uh, clay cyanide has, um, uh, mortis mortis bane, I think is what it's called. Um, it is, a yeah, let's see, big, huge, um, uh, it's, it's going to be a three act set of undead. So to me, it's a really solid, um, cool, like bone armor, undead looking thing. Um, some unusual, uh, themes in, in the minis creations, but this is one of those sets that has a sleeper Halloween set in it. That's what I wanted to point out. It also gives you, a, um, like a pumpkin Lord and some um some witches that are just they're not visible anywhere so if you already want um oh. this kind of setup 
it's got this that is undead stormcast. Yes, basically, and he's doing a three 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 army or three release army of them. They're super cool looking. He's even um, got the star dragon, as a very creepy, horrific monster dragon. Yep, yep, and it's got terrain. So like it, it looks like a really fun little setup, and like I said, it's, it's one of three. Um, super neat, uh, and um, lots of hero minis that you could totally use for D anD D or whatever. But um, it's obviously going to be a full army setup. Uh, then since we're almost out of time, my last one. Okay. Very different again. Um, I'm going to jump over here to Great Grimoire. Oh, um, not and, one we see a lot on the show. No, no. And actually, I really like them. But um, this is actually more of a you thing than a me thing. First off, you get cake and uh, like dessert bases for people, which I thought was awesome. And then it's twisted evil candy. And the, the candy monsters and the stuffed animal monsters. I uh, love the bear monsters. I love <laughs> the bear monsters. Yes, the little stuffed bear monsters are adorable. But um, very on brand. And I think I've been talking about this with um, the dovetailing of D&D and Magic the Gathering right now. This is very much an Eldraine. If you want to run Eldraine horror, um, especially with the nightmare stuff that's going on in there, uh, then I would say you've got your your candy monsters which are a big thing right now and there's tons of them um all sorts of really fun flavorful like ice cream cone monsters and uh you know little like pumpkin of course monsters and you get your like hansel and gretel vibes there's a twisted candy um like evil witch house the whole thing i just it's got such flavor so unusual and just the sort of thing i think really call it out because again this to me is the fomo set right you're not gonna have known this was coming out you're not going to follow Great Grimoire unless you already kind of like Victorian age, weird kind of creepy, cool minis or whatever. And then suddenly, boom, this is now in their backlog and you have to pay 40 bucks for it, you know? Right. So I'd say snag this if you uh, want that little moment. I and a boo boo. Hello. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's this anime that I absolutely adore and love called Sleepy Princess and Demon Castle. Hmm. Um, and it's a the, the basic premise is it's a it's a comedy anime where the demon lord in order to assert the rights of all demon kind uh, kidnaps the princess from the kingdom of light as you um, do but he feels really bad about it so he's <laughs> trying to do all he can to basically pamper her while she's kidnapped while like putting on these like overly dramatic stage battles for the like he's basically waiting for the heroes to come rescue her and they're putting on like just setting up all these stage battles and choreographing okay then then my sidekick is going to, uh, my minions are going to come out from stage right and then like the hero's going to like he's planning all this while she sneaks out of her her cell and then causes all sorts of chaos and it's super wholesome and funny and it's just like a glorious show but one of the things that she does very frequently is she bribes the little teddy bear demons that haunt the castle. And these little monsters look like the teddy demons. Nice. And uh, I very I much want my own slew of teddy demons to pamper and cuddle and keep around. Alric just got in and said, where are those figures from? They're great grimoire. 
is the is the tribe or patreon and a fantastic creator by the I way think I, this I, wins i think this this one set here wins halloween this year it might it's it's one of the more unique ones for sure for sure for for if you want uh value for money dragon trappers for sure yeah want the most unique fun thing we've seen this season great grimoire yeah candy crime set is what it's called this is glorious i love it i love it okay and we are now way over time yep yeah uh so we are going to have to cut this episode short now if you want to find more and listen to more about our podcast you can do so over at printyourgames.com you can also find us on all the socials or over on YouTube, we appreciate it if you like, comment, subscribe, and all that fun stuff to help boost the algorithm. Or give us, uh, actually, the absolute best thing you can do is give us a review on Spotify or iTunes, because that helps uh, boost us up and let them know that people care. Um, the audience has grown quite a bit, um, and we appreciate every single one of you listening to us. Uh, we would love some reviews uh, that would just really help us reach more people. And that's the, uh, in, in lieu of us starting a Patreon, that's the best way to support the show. Yep. And if you're really bored, you can follow me on TikTok, same name. <laughs> you should totally follow Christian on TikTok. It's it's worth it. All right. Well, any, any last moment? Time. Okay. Until next time, I'm Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. I'm Christian Sarrett, also known as Seventh Mastery. And don't forget to use your screen protector.